Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. I'm Logan Clements, one of your co-hosts. And in this week's episode, Mary and I are talking all about consistency and how it can transform not only your business, but also your role here in the event industry. And we really kind of dive into what we mean by consistency. Have we always been consistent in what we do? And some of the game-changing things that have happened from times when we've been consistent in our careers and in our personal lives. So we hope you enjoy it. And before we jump in, we do want to remind you, if you are enjoying what you hear, please consider sharing this with a fellow event pro in the industry. We talk about networking on the podcast. This is a great excuse to send it to someone that you're like, hey, maybe I think you're being really consistent. You can share this episode with them as a little compliment, but also way to be top of mind for them. And feel free to buy us a coffee. We always appreciate when you do. And you'll find that link here in the show notes. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow, and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started, and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another week of the Better Events Podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Mary Davidson, and Logan Clements, our other co-host, is, of course, here with me today. And we are talking all about consistency and how consistency can transform your business and events as well. And so I'm excited for this topic as we are each week. But before we get into it, we do have our conversation starter. This one's a weird one. All right. So bear with me. But it popped in my head and I was like, yes. So, Logan, please share with us, what is your favorite nature smell? Like grass, rain, fish, if you're, you know, weird, um, something, <laughs> share with us. I love this question, Mary. I We're coming off of summer, you know, I feel like September, I'm a little in denial that summer's ending. Yeah. Um, but in the Pacific Northwest, I, and I actually love this, I'm from Philadelphia, I love the smell of the ocean. And it's funny that you mentioned fish because I mentioned it to some friends like a month ago and they were like, so you mean fish? And I was like, no, it's not a fishy smell. It's like the salt in the air. And I just the beach when I'm a kid in the New Jersey beach, like the New Jersey shore, the TV show gave it a bad rap. But it like there's a smell to it that just brings back nostalgia. And I live in Seattle and we have the Puget Sound, which is saltwater. And so I like every so often in my neighborhood, I'll get a whiff of like actual salt air. And I'm like, oh, it just brings me back. And it makes me so happy. It's like one of the reasons I love my neighborhood. But how about you, Mary? Well, I know what you mean. When I wrote down fish, I was like, yeah, that's, that's kind of like what it, where it came from. Because you're right. I know the smell that you're describing and I love it as well. But then you do get those whiffs of fish, and, you know, to each their own. I'm glad there's you, no glad fish. Like I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> unless you're walking by like an active. Yes. We also in Seattle have a lot of like active like fishermen and the things, you know, they might be cutting up fish, but I feel like that's not what I assume. Maybe it's like smell salt. that smells. I don't know. Something smelly, but that's okay. <laughs> I know. I know the good part that you're referring to. <laughs> For me, I would say it's like, it's not even rain. It's like wet grass. Like when my sprinklers go off. Okay, wait, let me paint you a picture. It's shaded. There are a lot of trees. We're in Washington. So um, it's this kind of shadowy area that has sprinklers going you're probably going to be like why are you watering a place that isn't doesn't have sunshine just let's go with this 
And it's that smell. So it's not necessarily a rain smell. It's like a wet shaded smell. It smells super crisp if I am describing that well. If you've watched your forest and it's kind of dewy, it's that smell. All right. All right. Way to paint the picture for us, Mary. I appreciate yeah. that. Hopefully, <laughs> listeners, we are not only in your ears, we're now evoking your sense of smell or other other Absolutely. senses while you're listening to this. But uh, to bring us back to kind of our topic for today, one of the reasons we wanted to talk about consistency is it's just something Mary and I have seen a lot of value in. And I feel like it's an adage that a lot of people talk about. And they're like, just be consistent. But Mary and I have actually, I feel like, put it into practice and seen actual tangible results from it. And so we figured we would dedicate an entire episode to just talking about that. And some of it's going to be the context of even having this podcast is an example of consistency, ways we've seen it in our business and kind of beyond that, um, and just how you can apply it to whatever process you have. I feel like we always say this is an episode that's really applicable to business owners or freelancers, but I also think this is something if you work full-time, like I think... We probably should start saying that, Mary, I guess. It's like it applies to everybody because I do believe you should be the CEO of your own career, no matter if you're full time or if you work for yourself. Uh, it's just, you know, important. And so some of the values and lessons we're going to talk about, I think you could apply right after this episode, no matter what you're doing. But we like to start broad, right, Mary, like we always do. Um, so can you help us define what we mean by consistency? Yeah. So I was, of course, looking up articles and things like that. I wanted to see like consistency. And there's a phrase let, that is the power of consistency. And there are like books about it and articles. And I, I didn't know that. I was surprised to see it, but I read some stuff. And so there's a quote that I think really summarizes or at least paints the picture on what consistency kind of is. And so I w- I'd like to share that. And we'll link this article in the show notes. It's from Forbes. But someone was saying that it's an absolute fact that if you can learn to do something consistently, you will discover much greater strengths and opportunities within yourself than you could have ever imagined. So many people amount to a fraction of their true capability because they are so inconsistent with what they do. So with that in mind, I believe that consistency is um, an opportunity to set yourself up for success and it's doing things, you know, again and again in a way that works. I think that's key. There's a line between consistency and then like pivoting because it's not working, but there's definitely power, I think, in consistency. But Logan, what would you add to that? Yeah, I think a lot of it is just showing up and consistency. It's like just continuing to do it. Um, And that is kind of regardless of the result. Uh, And I think we see a lot of people who stop because it's maybe not getting the results that they want. So I just think anything that you're doing kind of repetitive and continuing to do regardless of the feedback or lack of feedback that you get. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, sometimes that's really hard. I think consistency actually is a huge challenge for a lot of people. Um, For me, consistency even seems like it's a little bit of habit building, but maybe like a little bit different than that as well. Um, And so in our, in our work that we do day to day, I know that I have not always been consistent. Like for sure it's hard. But Logan, what about you? What are your struggles when it comes to consistency in your work? Yeah, I think it's one of those that it's so hard to talk about consistency in the sense that I think I have some examples where I've definitely, I am super consistent, but others where I think I fall a little short with some of my, let's say, for example, my systems. I think we've talked about this on the podcast. Like I don't have a lot of repeatable I'm working on building more repeatable systems because I do so many different roles and how I work with clients is so different depending on who it is that 
it's hard for me to be consistent in exactly how I handle every single event and project that comes across my plate. And that's a place I aspire to. I think when I first started my business, I really wanted to have that high touch custom deal for everybody. And so I really, I feel like I spun out my wheels probably my first two years without creating like any real systems, not saying I was disorganized. I was organized, but I was definitely doing a lot of repeatable work without having systemized it for myself. Um, and so that was tough, but also I'm still in business now seven years later. So I was clearly still consistent with finding new clients and like building my business. So I think there's also, a, I guess my highlight, my takeaway is you can be both consistent and inconsistent at the same time. It's just in different areas of what you do. And I think it's something I constantly struggle with um, just working on and improving and trying to get more of my business and my systems to be more consistent. I think that's really true what you said, because uh, something that we tried to start doing this, like for fundraising events, you know, they're they're typically seasonal. So it's the spring's really busy and the fall is really busy. So last spring, what we tried to do was to build out templates. Finally, it's like what you just said. We kept, we finally realized like what we had just been redoing over and over again and so we made templates and now we have so many and it's just the best and sometimes they're not applicable but at least they help us get started and the templates are also a great like um thing to help your clients in general so we found if we're not offering like a level of service but we have a template for it we'll just like send it to them and it's like a really really nice value add and they're usually like wow thanks so much that's so cool um but the template part and is super super helpful with consistency so i'm really glad that you pointed that out and i think um, when it comes to, you know, the, the business of events, there's like lots of different ways you can be consistent. One thing that I was thinking about is that I try to tell clients sometimes that like, I wish that they would give an event three years to try to try to like, you know, consistently build it and then see where it goes. And this, uh, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but somebody told this to me one time and I just always remembered it. And it was that the first year, you are just you're just building the event. People are getting familiar with it. The second year, um, people are familiar with it, and so they're like excited to come. And then finally, by by like the third year, they're going to bring more of their friends. And then you have this really robust event that people are continually looking forward to each year. And I think just sometimes it takes a few iterations of that to really get there. So in events as well, and I know we're going to talk more about that, but I think consistency um, to do an event over and over again can be very valuable. Yes, I, I totally agree. I think that's a great strategy for anyone launching a new event or trying a new different concept or something like that. Like giving, I agree with you with that three-year period because I think we hear a lot of stories and you see a lot of headlines about people who go viral or instantly successful and insert anything here. And we all think that maybe that's how it's going to go or that's the only metric for success. But realizing that like sometimes the viral video you saw, you didn't see the hundreds of the others that person had posted that didn't go viral that helped them get to that one spot. Or maybe it was a stroke of luck. So it like takes consistency to help you. I think another part I wanted to highlight for me when I first started my business, it's also interesting to note where you're having issues being consistent because it could kind of be a symptom to tell you of a larger problem. So for me, when I first started my business, I actually was doing marketing and events. My background was in digital marketing. So social media management, content creation, like writing blogs and helping people with websites. But I also did events and I was trying to figure out which I liked more was kind of the goal of why I went out on my own. And I started to find it was really hard for me to just be consistent with even my deliverables for some of my content creation clients in a way that I wasn't as excited as I was with my event clients. And I slowly then started kind of actually phasing those clients out. They found other people or I helped match them with someone else. 
and now I do exclusively events. But for me, it was a good kind of indicator of some of the things that I wasn't loving. So whether it's you shifting what you actually do at work, or I know Mary, like you've expanded your event team and, you know, as those people grow, you're able then to like delegate to other people, maybe things you don't, you know, totally enjoy doing yourself. Um, so I think it's also a good, it doesn't mean, I guess our message isn't saying as long as you're consistent, you can do anything. I mean, you really could if you want, but if you don't like it, you don't have to consistently do it because it's just going to make you consistently more and more unhappy. So I think it is also a good kind of gauge for you on, on what you're excited about. Yeah. And there is a, another quote, if I may pull from the same article that we'll link. Um, this one's actually kind of harsh, but I want to say it because I think it actually in one way or another goes along with what you just said. But it says, this is the person who's writing the article saying, what strikes me is if someone's phone, this is like, I'm sorry, this is an example of like consistency. So what strikes me is if someone's phone flashes up low battery, they instantly go into panic mode searching for their phone charger and will do anything to prevent their phone from turning off. Yet some people sit back and watch their business die in front of their eyes and they do nothing about it. And I was like, harsh. <laughs> but I think, I think that's kind of there, like, this goes back to the balances. I think that, um, you know, we read a lot of self-help books and things like that. And then we don't do anything about it. I know I do that all the time. I like take notes and things like that. And then next thing I know, I'm like, oh, I feel like I learned so much, but I don't remember any of it. And how am I going to apply this like consistently to my business? And so all, all to say, I guess, is that I think that um, there's a lot out there that we can do. And I think that it can transform our business and our event careers for sure. That is a, that's a great one. I feel like I just was thinking about this because I had got my battery recently replaced in my cell phone because it was dying too much. But <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's a good, it's a good lever for you engage, just to understand what, what you get excited about, but just kind of shifting it. We've talked about events and business, but one of the ways I guess I've really seen a transformation with consistency uh, has been in content creation. So like this podcast is an example where if you actually right now, listeners, wherever you listen to us, if you Google like, or if you search event podcast on your app, whatever you're watching and listening on, you're going to probably see there's a lot of event podcasts out there, but then click into them, look and see when their last episode was. And there are a lot of people and events is just an example. I feel like uh, the running joke, everybody's got a podcast. There's a lot of people who start a podcast, but very few that actually consistently post episodes and consistently do it. And that's not a judgment on those people who've stopped or anything like that, but it is something that like we have seen the value in this podcast in our season three right now. Like we've seen a lot of growth this year and that probably wouldn't have happened unless we've already done two seasons and we've been gr slowly growing, but that has like exponentially increased. And a lot of it I think is because we're consistently posting new episodes and we consistently have people going back and listening to old episodes, which is really cool. But that is like, if we had just never started, we never have gotten where we were today. I think it's super true. And it's been fun to see. I don't know. Well, I'll speak for myself. I didn't I didn't expect that either. I was like, it was like a lesson learned later. I was like, whoa, okay. I'm glad we were consistent, but I didn't realize that it actually mattered. You know, I'd only heard yeah. that it did. And then we saw it and I thought that was cool. But when it comes to social media and like algorithms and all that stuff, I'm not like a huge marketer. So I don't personally know like a ton about that world, but I know that that consistency is something that they always are talking about is to one way or another, like consistently posting and being in front of your audience and things like that. Yeah. Which, so one of the benefits of being consistent is you stay top of mind. 
So especially marketing related, I feel like that's the big thing is like, you're just coming across people's feeds. It's not necessarily like you're buying ads or for our podcast, it's coming across people's feeds or if someone stumbles upon it, they can see we're releasing new episodes. So they'll know the information they're getting is current and relevant if they want. And then that incentivizes them to go back and listen. So just the big thing with consistency, it's like it, it just it's like help me help you by you just doing it. And another part I've done, I, I started a pot, I started a YouTube channel in during COVID and it had always been an idea in my head since I started my business. I was like, oh, I would have loved to have videos that I could just send clients. The original ethos of it was I had clients asking questions. I was like, wouldn't it be great if I could just send them a video of me explaining that or talking about Zoom or talking about why they need to, you know, have a volunteer manager. And I wanted links to be able to send them just to help answer questions. And then it kind of blossomed from there. And one of the big things I realized, because I've I've been able to actually monetize my YouTube now, was I think a lot of it was consistency. And to speak of the algorithm, Mary, like I fully don't understand always how the algorithm in YouTube works. But I do know consistently posting every single week gets the algorithm likes you more because they know you're actually doing this. You're not just doing it for the one hit wonder. You're consistently posting. Um, and so that's one that I've seen it like it it pays off to just keep doing it week after week. Yeah, I think the, those both are really great examples of that persistence for sure. And then also thinking through, you know, we we keep, I think we've talked about this along the way, but consistency is hard. That is challenging. So what would you say is like the hardest part of being consistent? Ooh, the hardest part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am very good at being held accountable by client work. So things that I'm doing for clients who are paying me or even volunteer roles that I'm doing for someone else, I'm pretty good at doing what I said I was going to do. I think the harder, the place I see, I have harder time with consistency is for personal things where it's like only person to quote unquote benefit or really know if I did it or not is myself. And so that is something that like the podcast, I always credit you by being my accountability partner and making sure that we like consistently are getting episodes out every single week. Listeners, we've talked about this, like we, we batch record. Um, so I feel like that's the hard, the hard part for me is doing it for myself. And then if I ever stop being consistent, which has happened, like my podcast videos, if you actually go back and audit me, you'll see there's blips where I take time. I don't have a video for two or three weeks and the hardest part for me then is forgiving myself for not being consistent and just getting back on the horse and doing it again. And, you know, the world hasn't ended. No one's gotten mad at me. And it's just been, you know, that just getting restarting, I guess, again, if you have something come up that has made you stop are my two big ones. How about you, Mary? What's the hardest part? Yeah, I was going to say being consistent for myself is harder if I'm accountable because we've talked about how we're people pleasers, right? So like if I'm accountable to other people, I I want to do better for them. But I think that's also kind of like a boundary thing because I like let my boundaries go. I'm not consistent with my personal boundaries at the like because because I'm putting a higher priority on other people or clients and things like that. But I do really want to be, you know, consistent with event and the client work and stuff like that, because I think consistency also really builds trust. And so unfortunately, I'm more likely to break that trust with myself than I am other people. But but like you said, like if you have a part, a partner, like a business partner or just anybody in your life who can help you be consistent and accountable, I think that is so valuable for sure. I think that's a key thing that can really help. Yeah. Another, another part I know that can be hard with being consistent. We talked about earlier, like how you need to do it regardless of the feedback you get or don't get. I think that's also, if you're someone who is very into the instant gratification, 
for whatever it is that you're trying to be consistent at, know that often it's going to take longer than you think. And that's not to discourage you. It's more just to help you reframe how you think about things and kind of revisit. And we talk about, I mean, what is it? Episode two of the podcast, how important it is to have a why for your event. Like you need a why for your event, but you probably need a why for whatever it is you're trying to be consistent about. So like to go back to this podcast, I mean, our why was we wanted to provide educational information to people in the event industry. And we always joke, it was like, if we had two listeners outside of two listeners, just more than our moms, we'd be excited because that means we're helping, you know, even those few people. And when there's way more of you guys here, but that didn't happen at episode two, that happened gradually over time. And then you guys have gone back and listened to old content. So that old content's useful, but in our early days, we weren't necessarily getting tons and tons of listens, but we kept doing it. So if you're someone who's in it for the listens or the exposure or maybe the money and that's not coming directly, like maybe you do need to think about being consistent in something else or maybe it's not for you or you just need to reframe and say, you know, re reconnect with the why or my YouTube account again. I was like, I just want links to be able to send people when they ask me, you know, about stuff that I do in events, I can send them a link. I also wanted to improve my presentation skills. And I figured if no one watches my YouTube videos, at least my presentation skills and com comfort in front of a camera will get better. And if you go back and watch my first video, I have gotten better in front of a camera. Even my audio, like my setup has just gotten better. So uh, I think focusing on your why behind why you want to be consistent can also help you overcome those challenges like we talked about with consistency. Is there anything that you think, like listeners, if you're listening to this and you have found yourself when you've stopped being consistent or you've taken breaks from it, which last we've just described, we all do. It happens sometimes for sure. What did you, what more did you find happened? Like, were you able to fully recover for it, from it? Just speak a little bit more to that, even though I know you just touched on it a little bit. I have two cases. I guess one of my, my like tips is if you do feel like yourself burning out or not getting as excited about whatever you're doing consistently, like take a break, but take a planned break. Like with the podcast, right, Mary, we don't have episodes around the winter holiday, like the last two weeks of December, that's a planned break that we take. And so that kind of gives you a moment to come up for air. So that helps. Um, I haven't seen anything really negative come out of being in, like if you are being consistent and then all of a sudden stop for a couple weeks, I haven't had any negative repercussions from it apart from myself. Like you talked about we're people pleasers. I, I want to show up for other people. I also want to show up for myself. So I kind of beat myself up a little bit, but as soon as I can kind of get over that and be like, okay, let's just record a video. Let's just put it out there. Or, you know, Mary, let's set up another batch recording. Um, that usually helps me kind of bounce back. Um, and then the accountability part, I feel like is the hardest, just like on a personal level with consistency. I was a college athlete and I really know, I know that like sports and being active makes me happy during COVID when all the gym shut down, that was really tough for me to like find that motivation at home. And I honestly got out of my routines and only recently in the last like couple months have I gotten back into consistently going like, move, I'm calling it moving my body, not necessarily going to the gym, but moving my body at least three times a week. And my secret to it was I had a friend who also is like running and moving her body, doing yoga. And I was like, I can't commit to the two of us going to work out together, but I could, I was like, do you mind just texting me when you work out? And I'll just text you when I work out as a way to just be like, Hey, I did it. <laughs> and like, there were days where she would text me at 7am being like, Hey, just finished yoga. And that would be enough for me to be like, okay, I'm going to, you know, stop my work at 10 and go to the gym, or I'm going to go this afternoon. And we've can, we've done it now for the last two and a half months. And I am consistently doing it because I have somebody else, you know, very unconventional. I feel like being my buddy, um, and I know that just that's what works for me. 
So did that answer your question, Mary? Yeah, definitely. And like thinking more about tools and tips and things like that. I, from like a business perspective, something that I've noticed actually, um, this goes back to our last question, I think too, like if, if I took a break and I wasn't consistent on something, I have an example of what happened. And so something that we try to do after a meeting is send out like top to do's. Now behind that process is like with clients, we also have like planning timelines and stuff so they can see all those to do's in there. But the reality is that sometimes they're just really not looking. And so we like to call out like, okay, this week, so-and-so this, so-and-so this, we are doing this just in like a recap email after the meeting. And there have been periods of time where we just haven't sent that email out because we got busy or something like that. Or maybe because we felt like, oh, they have access to the information. Like it feels a little repetitive. But when we send it out, we see much quicker action being taken. And so I would say that that is an example of when we stop doing it, that we just caused everybody to be a little bit less efficient. It didn't break the event, but it certainly helps when we could do it. And, and I think the same thing applies like in life, or I think about this podcast too, like what do we do to help keep it consistent? And we talk about this retreat that we do every six months. We've mentioned it a few times, but I actually think that helps because it's a moment for us to come together and just get realigned or just try to um, remember like what, or make new goals about what's important for us now or in the next six months. And that really helps with the consistency part. So I hope everybody, you know, you can take some time, whether it's for your personal life or for business or or your career and just um, kind of realign, have those retreat or CEO days every so often um, to help you be re-motivated to be consistent. Cause I think motivation is also a huge part of it. So yeah. Any other uh, tips or tools or systems that you use? We mentioned it already, but batching I think is a big one, especially if you're doing anything content related or marketing related or I mean, in general, as we said, you're the CEO of your own career. So like even posting on LinkedIn is something I know a lot of event professionals struggle with because we get so busy doing the work. We don't talk about what we do. And it and LinkedIn is truly like a very good place to post a photo of you on site or something in like three sentences, which like in its actuality of doing it is not hard, but I have been you listener. I have been that person who has stared at like clicking, like the blinking cursor being like, I did so much for this event. I couldn't possibly sum it up right now in three sentences and something LinkedIn's letting you do. I think now is you can schedule posts, but I, that is something I do. I batch. We batch here with the podcast, meaning batch recording. We sit down and we record multiple episodes on the same day and then schedule them to go out over time. I do it with my YouTube videos. I've been a little bit more flexible because I realized my creativity is also it ebbs and flows. I have some days where I can bang out a bunch of videos and other days where I like, you couldn't even pay me to do one. <laughs> so I try to be flexible there, but I try to get a couple done at a time and then schedule them out. Um, and the, and looking ahead at kind of what's coming up. So if I know, and we like, I have a busy season, making sure that I'm putting the right tools in place, whether that's scheduling my content or Mary sounds like you guys made some great templates and that's something like I'm already doing. I'm in a, I've been in it in you know this month here in September, but in the end of the summer in August, I was really like making sure that I had my my own templates and things set up so that I could be like, I'm not gonna forget anything while I'm busy and like in in everything. And um, I think that really has helped me. I'm playing around with ClickUp, your project management tool that you've talked about here on the podcast before. Um, but that has been really fun as just trying to set up solo systems for me to keep track of like the admin stuff, like the stuff I don't love to do that is easy if I stop doing it and forget to send people invoices or follow up with them on their late invoices do have real impacts on my business. 
And I guess that would have been an example I could have shared earlier that like I had that in the spring. I had people being late with payments and it started actually putting a stress on me as the business owner and my financial side of my business. Just because I was so busy, I wasn't chasing people for for their invoices. So it's like you need your systems and that that can look different no matter what you're doing. Yeah, the financial piece is a great part that we didn't even talk about, but that's so true for sure. And I think if there's maybe like one thing listeners that you could take away from this episode we uh, we'd like to challenge you to try to choose one area in your life whatever it is personal or work that you can try to be a little bit more consistent at and choose it because you know you're motivated to do so and you think it's going to help yourself be like that much better in whatever area that you want to improve on but try to choose one thing because it can be really overwhelming but let us know how that goes work on work on your one thing and we'll also you know practice what you preach and try to do the same thing (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited to to hear how that goes for everybody. Yeah, I feel like examples of that could be it could be content, it could be marketing, it could be financially, it could even be networking. If you're just trying to build your network or your profile, like it could be consistent as reaching out to two new people a week or one new person and one person you've worked with before or knew of previously. Like that all of that stuff works. Um, and I would just say lean into whatever tools work for you. I both Mary and I love a written planner. So for me, a lot of my things I try to be consistent with. I spend Friday at the end of the week writing out stuff for the following week and I move my YouTube stuff, our podcast stuff, my business development, who I reach out to. Like I, those are consistent categories that I'm trying to, you know, continue to do things on week in and week out. Um, but yeah, I think whatever works for you. I like that challenge, Mary. I think that's a good one. And I think that brings us to our bonus tip today, which I have. And so I'll go ahead and share that one. Um, I think actually we might have kind of talked about this before, but it's feeling really true right now. So I'm going to say it again. (laughs) But Logan once told me something that I have on a sticky note, which is when we take breaks, we give our brain room for new ideas. And so this is something that I think is really important for us to remember, especially as we get into busy seasons. So I'm just going to do a very light plug for the 2024 event pros on the go retreat that I co-host. And we have the opportunity to do some work and wellness and take a break. And this year, our 2024, we are going on a cruise. So event pros go cruising. We're going to definitely have moments for wellness and we'd love for you to join us. There are, there's information in the show notes, but all in all, give yourself a break one way or another. That is our bonus tip for today. Yes, the retreat is a great opportunity in January. But if you can't wait until January, we also have our Better Events Conference in December on December 20th, which again, we will also put that link in the show notes if you'd like to join us for that. And we are going to carve out time in our programming for you to do some of that personal work, some of that reflecting on your larger goals, where you want to go, all of that good stuff. And the retreat would, uh, Mary's retreat would be another way that you could definitely just really hammer home. And um, yes. I guess I'll plug for your retreat too, because I've heard a lot of people who set goals from this past year's retreat and they're actually already achieving them. So you have proven results for folks who have gone and those accountability buddies you automatically get from a, tri- a trip like that. Um, well, that brings us to the end of our episode. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Better Events Pod. You can send us an email at bettereventspod at gmail.com or visit our website at bettereventspod.com. And as always, you can connect with Mary and I directly on LinkedIn. We love hearing from you and connecting with you on the podcast. And as always, we thank you for listening and we'll be back in your feeds again next Wednesday. Mm-hmm.